This is Chris Kelsch, and you're listening to the Ukramedia Podcast. Hello, Ukramedia family. Vladimir Bragnevsky here, and welcome to episode number 67 of the Ukramedia Podcast, where I serve a Ukramedia family with daily, that's right, daily interviews from highly creative people. And speaking of creative people, today's guest is Chris Kelsch. Chris is a freelance animator and illustrator with nine years of experience. He currently lives in Columbus, Ohio, the Buckeye State. But before I play my interview with Chris, I want to take a second to thank our sponsor, ActionVFX.com. They have over 2,500 elements of professionally shot VFX stock footage captured on the latest RED cameras. From explosions, fire, water, smoke, gun effects, debris, particles, weather, blood, and gore, they have your assets covered. Go to actionvfx.com. Again, go to actionvfx.com. And now, here's my conversation with Chris Kelsch. Enjoy. Chris, welcome to the show. And share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. Uh, so something interesting about me that most people don't know is recently I've gotten into uh, bouldering, uh, which is like a short form of rock climbing. Huh, and it's, yeah, it's just something I like to I like to try to find hobbies these days that get me away from the computer screen or a, a screen in general. So, like surfing would be another good one to get away from computers. Yeah, yeah, and I find the rock climbing, the bouldering is kind of like a, a nice individual sort of exercise that you can sort of work your mind and it's kind of dangerous solve. though right it's it can be a little dangerous you only go about 10 feet high but you are untethered so if you fall you're kind of falling as far as you Ouch. are up yeah oh man see i'm scared of heights <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> how my wife is she doesn't go with me anymore <laughs> so how did it, how did this come about did you just like one day decided to try it i saw some just bouldering like it just came was uh subscribed to me or pushed to me on YouTube and I was watching like the world championships and then the Alex Honnold documentary came out recently called free solo and he does. So it was just kind of like a combination of seeing it <laughs> and then thinking, wow, this is really cool. And then just wanting to sort of get out there and try it myself. You know, it's interesting. Ohio is so flat that you can watch your dog run away for three days and you're <laughs> yeah, <up> there. <laughs> looking for any any way to get vertical here. Is always... <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Now, Chris, let's transition talking about your creative journey. Let's start at the very beginning. How did you get started in your creative field? Yeah, I went to college in Bowling Green State University. It's in Northwest Ohio, kind of like a smaller town college, but a good art program. And I went there thinking that I would get into video games and like uh, 3D art and sort of that field, quickly realized that it wasn't really what I was <laughs> looking for. And it was a lot more work than I was wanting to do. And it's, it just wasn't the right fit. And uh, so I transitioned more towards photography and just like making f weird videos, which is what I had always done growing up, uh, <laughs> fell in love with photography, ended up getting a job out of an uh, internship out of college where I did some video shooting and editing and over time when i was there the need arose to do animation and i sort of used that job as like a stepping stone to sort of teach myself animation on the job and just because the need arose and over time just taught myself illustrator and after effects and got way more into that and here i am today Awesome. Now let's transition talking about your dark moment, your creative journey. I want you to tell us the story of the worst moment, in your creative journey. So Chris, take it away, man. Yeah. The, the worst moment, this was a hard one for me to try to come up with. Cause I don't think there's <laughs> been anything. There's been a couple interviews that I've had that were kind of 
not like the worst moment, but they were just like interviews that didn't really go well. And it wasn't anything that I did. It was just sometimes you go into interviews and you don't know what people are expecting of you. So I've had some odd interview experiences in the past, but I think darkest moment is something that kind of comes on and off when you're, I'm freelancing full time now and freelance in general is just kind of has this ebb and flow sort of feel to sometimes when it, yeah, when it rains, it pours, you'll have a ton of work and then there'll be long stretches where you might not have work. And I think it's just, those are like the times I think of that are the worst times, but how you get through that and it's just, you know, knowing that there's always going to be something around the corner. No. What was your transition to freelancing like? Was it smooth? It was pretty smooth. The first job I had was actually the one where I learned and, and taught myself Illustrator and After Effects. They were, uh, uh, they were a pretty supportive company. They allowed you to meet resources to learn that kind of stuff on the job. And I was just really fired up when I first started learning all that stuff. So I made a lot of things and shared a lot of things on Instagram. So while I was working at that job, I had a couple people reach out to me just on a whim like I wasn't looking for it, but people found me just because I was posting a lot. And then I took on a few jobs here and there just to get my feet wet. And that sort of side business kept going until I wanted to make the full transition. It was still kind of a scary leap to go full-time freelance and leave a what most would call a pretty secure job. But so far, it's been going well, and I've, I've really enjoyed the change. You know, it's interesting you said that people reaching out to you because you were posting a lot. And that's kind of how I found you. I found you, I think, through Instagram. So I guess being active online does help be noticed, right? Would you agree with that? I would definitely agree with that. And like I said, when I was first getting into it, I was like, and this it's crazy to think that when I was first starting to get into it, it was like nine years now. And so back then I was just like, oh, everything is new. Everything I make is like exciting me. It gets a little bit harder after you've been at it for a while, which is, you know, a lot of people can get burnout in the industry or creative blocks and that kind of comes and goes with any sort of creative endeavor. But yeah, I, I, I owe a lot to the, how, how much I posted off at the beginning just because yeah, people were finding me. I did tutorials, just things that I knew people would be interested in finding online. Awesome. Now let's shift gears and talk about something positive. Tell us the story off the best moment in your creative journey. Yeah, the best moment is definitely tied into that whole freelance journey. And it really is that first time that someone reached out to me just on a whim because I remember I I can almost place where I was and the feeling that I got when you get that email that someone's like, I want you to make something and they're going to pay you for it. And it's just something that you love to do anyways. It's kind of like that aha moment or wow, I can actually do this solo because before thoughts like that really hadn't crossed my mind. And I just remembered the nerves and like how much I wanted to put my all into that first project, which is, and, and now it's like, it's, it's more commonplace. So I'm a little more relaxed when those kind of things happen, but I just remember the excitement and also the nervousness that came with that first email. I'm curious because you've been uh, freelancing for how long now? Full time, it's just about three years, but I'd say on and off, I was doing it for maybe like five or six. Oh, wow. What advice would you give to someone who is thinking about freelancing and they're thinking about stepping out? Is there anything that they can do to, to make it a more of a smooth transition? I'd say 
I can only speak from my experience, but what helped me was definitely having some support from my first job and also that early on to have that to fall back on since I didn't start doing it full time. I had the luxury of kind of, as I said, dipping my toes in the water and just getting a feel for how the process works, what clients are expecting of me. So that was a lot of good learning that wasn't full on risk at the time. And then that also provided me with some good contacts that I could fall back on once I went full time, as well as I still do some side stuff for the first job I had. So I think just bolstering your contacts list in a safe environment was really helpful for me. Do you think you'll ever go back to a full-time job? I I get asked that and I even think about it every once in a while. Right now, I'm like things have been going well enough for what I think is good. And, um, you know, it's always like a learning experience since I still feel so fresh at it. I'm like, I constantly have those doubts at times. We're like, am I doing the right thing? Should mm-hmm. I be like this? This job may have more security in other ways, but this one is, you know, a lot more mentally like my mental health, I feel like is better because when I was at a nine to five, sometimes I would get up and go to work and I wouldn't have something to work on or, you know, I have to do busy work and like that kind of stuff day in and day out was just like taking a creative toll on me. And I just, I just, yeah, I just love the control that and the little bit of freedom I can get with freelance. So as of right now, I'm, I'm pretty firm sticking where I am, but nothing's ever out of the question. What do you not like about freelancing? Oh man, that's a good question. One of the things is some people might assume that you have better work-life balance because you're working for yourself and you're working at home. And (laughs) that can honestly be a different challenge because when you're freelancing, clients often will sometimes just expect or assume that you'll be available more often on the weekends or late at night. And so that can be a challenge, but it's something you just have to like, you have to set your own personal boundaries because your job or your boss isn't going to set those for you anymore. That's good advice. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Now, Chris, let's take a quick 30 second break to thank our sponsors and we'll be right back with more questions. This episode is brought to you by our friends from ActionVFX.com. They provide the best stock footage elements for professional visual effects from explosions, fire and smoke, muzzle flashes and bullet shells and gun effects to debris and particles. They have your assets covered. Available in 4K, 100% royalty free. They also have over 250 free VFX elements for you to download. Stuff like free fire sound effects, spell hits, bullet shells, blood mist, bullet hole textures, dust waves, water sound effects, explosion sound, and and the list goes on and on. If that's not enough, then check out their tutorials and blogs. ActionVFX.com is a great online resource. Save on render time with real elements, no more simulations. Go to ActionVFX.com. Again, go to ActionVFX.com. And now back to the interview. All right, we're back. Chris, first question, how do you overcome creative blocks? Creative blocks, yeah, that's that's the magic question. Uh, <laughs> I think it's something that, yeah, everyone deals with it. I don't even think it's a creative thing. I think people deal with blocks no matter what they're doing in life. My rule of thumb is if I'm not feeling, sometimes I'll have the urge, just that innate urge that creative people get where it's like, I want to make something today. I've been looking at cool stuff recently and I'm just inspired to make something. Then you sit down at your sketchbook or you sit down at your computer and you're just like, nothing's coming out. I can't make (laughs) anything. And my rule of thumb when I'm, when I'm feeling that way is, you know, just 
walk away immediately. I just can't, I, I find it hard to force things out. So I'll go put my energy into other things or even just take a mental break. And that usually helps me just to relax or come back when I'm inspired in a different way. So that's sort of like when I, that's how, sort of how the rock climbing thing came about. Cause it's just a way to mentally separate, but challenge my brain in a different way. No, that's, that's good. I, I mean, I don't think I'll take on rock climbing anytime soon, but it's true. Like doing something completely opposite from what you do day in, day out, that does help you get out of your uh, box, so to speak, you know? Now, what advice would you give to someone just starting out in your field? To someone just starting out, I would say make as much as possible and share as much as possible. And like I have a dual feeling about this now that I'm farther on in the game. But I was thinking about it as I was like thinking about these questions. And the thing is, if you're just starting out, I would, I would expect or hope that you have a lot of energy since it's something new to you. Right. So you should be wanting to post things and like share things, even if they're bad or good, just get your name out there, get a portfolio going, just get as much stuff out there as you can. Because like we talked about, that's how people found me. But over recent years, as I get a little bit older and maybe a little bit wiser, I don't know, but <laughs> I, I find that, you know, you can get cr more creative blocks the longer you work in a business. And you also can get just more burnout just due to social media these days. And, you know, being on Instagram, it's very easy to compare yourself to if you're following a lot of great artists and, they, and a lot of great artists, they make posts every single day. And that can sort of drive you to feel like, man, I got to make a post today or I got to do something right. today. And that can lead to burnout and creative blocks. So I think it's to anyone starting out, I would say, yeah, use your excitement and energy that I would hope you have and make a lot of stuff and get out there and share it. But also just, you know, keep in check that you just need to worry about yourself and you don't always need to worry about what everyone else is doing. Well said. Now, now what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Oh man, I think about this all the time too, because I, I, I used to, I, I always nostalgically think back to those jobs I had in high school. Like I worked at Wendy's, I worked at a berry or a, a berry bagels, which is like a, ba a bagel place in Ohio. Oh, nice. And I think back to those just times where you just be doing like some like one, one dimensional task, like flipping burgers, but you're kind of hanging out. Like I always think back to those jobs really nostalgically. And sometimes I wish I could just. Interesting. <laughs> like, l like take this heavy burden of a creative brain off my head and just like, go, <laughs> go be a baker somewhere. <laughs> my, uh, my father-in-law used to own a bakery actually in Sydney, Ohio, not too far from Columbus, maybe like, yeah. so. but yeah. Uh, but man, that was like a job from hell for them. They'd have to like get up super early, get things going, but I see what yeah. you're saying. I see what you're saying though. Yeah. I at that place, I would get up at like, you had to get up at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. if you had to do the starting bake. And it was horrible. But at the same time, that after that first hour of tiredness passed, you were like, this is beautiful. But yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Now, share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success. One of my personal habits that contributes to my success. I would definitely say posting a lot early on is something that definitely helped. And we've touched on that. Um, another thing I do is... Or not, I don't know if it's really a personal habit, but it's just more of my, the way I make stuff is I find my, I try to be as flexible as possible in my style and 
sort of design. I think if you follow me very closely, you can sort of pick up on my own personal style, but I like to think of myself as someone who can fall into many styles or pull off many styles if tasked with the job. And I think that's, there's kind of two schools of thought on that. And lots of people will go heavy board and say, you know, find your own personal style. And I think you should, but I think it's also really helpful, especially in this field to be adaptable because clients, it's always what the client wants and what the client wants is probably like 1% of the time going to be 100% your style. So you just have to be able to adapt. And that comes with sort of practicing and sort of looking at looking at what other people are doing and not like copying it, but just sort of seeing other styles and maybe dabbling a little bit or challenging yourself to do something out of your comfort zone. Now, where do you get your inspiration from? I get a lot of my inspiration from Instagram. Early on, I was following things like motionographer and stuff like that. But honestly, Instagram, I just love it because for artists, it's just a, and animators, it's just a nice place where people can post a short clip or animate animators, especially. It's just like a short animation that loops forever. And I get a ton of inspiration just from that kind of stuff. You know, for the next question, you kind of, I guess you kind of in a way answered it. I was going to ask you for an internet resource that you uh, find helpful in your work or personal life. Is there anything else uh, that you can think of that helps you in your work or personal life online? Yeah, for sure. I mean, when I was starting out, I, I went to a site called Vector Tuts a lot, and they do like lots of different kind of tutorials, not just Illustrator, but that like, that was like a great free resource for just learning things at, at the basic level and following along. And lately, a great resource, not not a resource I use a ton, but like one that comes up often is I, I'm, I'm just on Reddit a lot and I find I'm on the After Effects subreddit. And it's cool. It's cool to be there because there's lots of people that are beginners that I can feel like I can, you know, comment and help them out on. And sometimes I'll post on there and lots of people will just give you live feedback and critiques. And other times people will post tutorials that they've made, which I've found people do a lot now. So it's just a good, pretty good resource. Reddit communities can be pretty brutal, <laughs> at least from my personal experience. Man, they uh, there's some brave people on there for sure. <laughs> like yeah. if you post something they don't approve, oh my gosh, they will eat you alive. Or at least from my yeah. personal experience. Yeah, it's, it's, I always post something with Reddit with a little bit of cautiousness because the first things people on Reddit are going to do is immediately critique you, whether you want to critique or not. So right, if you've got, it. <laughs> it's, if you want to like build up a little bit of that, the thing is most of the, they will critique you almost immediately. I've found, which is like a mixed bag. But if you're at beginning and you're, and you've got what you think is some tough skin, because if you're going to be in this business, you'll need some, I think it is a good. And if you don't like, if you're not that, uh, yeah, if you just have some tough skin, I'd say it's worth throwing, especially if you're just starting out, it's worth throwing a few things out there because though there are the critiques are plenty, they usually they're usually not horrible or totally off base. So if you're just looking for that quick like how can I make myself a little bit better, it is it is a good resource to gut check. Yeah, and Reddit helped us a lot with uh with our tutorials. I mean, our dailies we're climbing up there. I mean, if it wasn't for Reddit, I'd say probably like half of our traffic comes from Reddit and YouTube. So 
but in the beginning, I just remember my my twin brother complaining about Reddit how brutal they can be. Yes, it's it, it is. So yeah, it's always I, anytime I post something that I am like, I usually only post things there that I'm like really, really in love. You do with like a I hell really Mary, like yeah. And then I'm even then I'll still get one person that's like, this shouldn't be like this, and yeah. I'm like, oh god. There's always Come one on. clever guy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> now, last question: How can people get in touch with you, Chris? The best way to get in touch with me or the way I would like people to get in touch with me is to go through my website, which is www.thisandthatstudio.com. And it's this, the letter N, thatstudio.com. If you go through that channel and click the contact me, it'll go right to my email and I'll never miss you. The other way is just through my Instagram. I get a lot of shout outs and people chatting to me up on there. And that's uh, just at this N, that studio. So either way, I'll, I'll find you. Sounds good. Chris, well, thank you so much for sharing your journey with us, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, anytime. All right. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Chris Kalsch. Chris, thank you so much for your time. Make sure to check out thisandthatstudio.com. Again, it's thisandthatstudio.com. And as always, all the links and resources mentioned in this episode are also available on our website at ukramedia.com slash 67. And make sure to check out actionvfx.com. Remember, they have your assets covered. Over 2,500 elements of professionally shot VFX stock footage captured on the latest RED cameras. From explosions, fire, water, smoke, gun effects, debris, particles, weather, blood, and gore, go to actionvfx.com. Again, go to actionvfx.com. And lastly, don't forget to join our online mentoring group on Facebook. Simply go to ukramedia.com community. We have well over 3,000 people in this group. It is a great online resource for those of you trying to grow, and it's absolutely free. Thank you so much for joining me on the journey of this podcast. I appreciate you and I look forward to serving you in the next episode of the Media Podcast. Bye-bye.